Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Wow. Welcome back to another episode. Rachel, it is mid-December. Can you believe that? I am staring at a stack of Christmas cards that have stamps and have addresses. I just need to carry them to the post office and I haven't done it yet, Roberta. I'm just like... Are these royal Christmas cards? Oh, no. These are my personal. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, those are in the mix, of course, but I feel just... The overwhelm is real in December. I'm sure all of us are feeling it. It's going way too fast, and I'm not done with the gift buying yet, so I'm kind of stressed, but I am excited to talk about Christmas cards on this episode. This is a Christmassy episode, I feel like. It is. Okay, wait. We forgot. I'm Roberta. I'm Rachel. (laughs) Got to get through this, and... Please write us in info at gallerypodcast.com if you have any thoughts. Also, follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Rachel, what do we have coming up today besides the Christmas cards? Like I said, it's a Christmassy episode, holiday themed. Kate goes caroling, the Christmas cards, as you mentioned. We are revisiting the princes in the press via a reader email that was actually very thoughtful and I enjoyed a lot. Spencer nominations. The Queen opens an airport. That's a throwback. This didn't happen this week. And so much more coming up. But I do want to have a brief pause. You are an aunt times two. Let's talk about it, Roberta. Congrats. An aunt times two. I know. Is it it weird to say aunt? I've always grown up saying aunt. But I grew up. My husband says aunt too. The South, Florida. So I don't know. I don't know. But I'm so happy for you. Oh, yeah. I have a new nephew. So and he's so, so sweet. And I can't wait to spend his first Christmas with him. Oh, my gosh. You're Florida bound. Next week. Yeah. So, I mean, just so much going on this time of year. But it has been really nice to go home so much. So it is the best gift. How have you been, though? I mean, you're so good because you did Christmas cards this year and I didn't. I did last year and now. I've I mean, just, it's a it's ritual that I it's it's actually I will say like I do it because it's one of my my holiday traditions where I just Mm -hmm. love the act of sending Christmas cards. And I always try to write like a little note, even if they're printed cards, because I just, I'm an old school person. Can I see it? Do you have it on your desk? Yeah. Hold on. Let me, it's right behind me. Can you, (laughs) I'm going to try to not. I'll pause. (laughs) All right. Ooh, coming to a mailbox. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, that's so sweet. Little Finn. Oh, okay. So Finn is on there and you have like some metallic gold just joy, joy. Is that what it says? Because we all need joy. And I like that you have multiple pictures because I think it is so hard to pick one. So oh, having, it's so hard. Yeah. Like the my camera roll is so full. But so. it really is a ritual for me. Like I think that mm-hmm. it makes me feel in the holiday spirit and I love the good old-fashioned pen to paper. So coming to a mailbox near you and you for our producer. You are so good at snail mail, Rachel. You, <laughs> you are. are. You're incredible. You are too. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. All right, we're cheersing today. Our royal refreshment is just whatever we have because this time of year is so hectic. And I 
haven't been able to open anything, but I am sipping something royal, and it's the Clever Blends. <gasps> Is that what it's called? Clever yes! Blends Chai How did you Latte get your hands Mix. On that? Dave got it for me uh, for my birthday in September. I know, so it's been a while, and I haven't. I forgot about it actually. Wait a minute, the lead. It, You've had I this know it's for actually so really months. delicious. It's weird though because you have to put three tablespoons of the mixture in, which is a lot. I feel like that's a but lot is it delicious? I want to know. It's so delicious and so rich for only mixing it with water. I haven't mixed it with milk yet, which I think would probably be too much. You too need to post like an Oprah style but... demo to your Instagram. <laughs> Remember when she tested the product? With a basket. And yeah. yeah, I should. I should. But yeah, so Clever Blends. That's my my royal uh, refreshment today. That's awesome. What about you? I have Do a have non-alcoholic, anything? but festive. It's Someone sent me a sparkling It's a sparkling cider, but it's by, by the mm. brand Tost, T-O-S-T. And it's oh. ginger infused. And it's like, it's. I've already drank like, almost all of it. While that sounds like chatting. a good good mixer. Yeah, for it's delicious. It's drink. really, yeah, exactly, exactly. But <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, I also wanted to shout out quickly before we move on that um, Amelia Noise and What Megan Wore on Instagram are giving away one of our copies of Royal Trivia with a couple of art prints. That giveaway is still going on till this Friday, the day after this episode airs. So if you have not entered yet, you should get on it. Free copy of our book, Royal Trivia. That's our plug our for book today. Comes out next week, Roberta. That's next a whole other week. conversation. Wow. Woo-woo. All okay. right. I am moving on. Listener email. While we sip, this really thoughtful listener email from Claudius. He sent us a note about Princes in the Press, which we discussed a couple episodes back and basically described it really. And it's, I mean, the whole media maelstrom, as we called it in the episode, is basically a crisis of their own making. Here's his note. It's not shocking to learn of the royal households briefing the press against one another. This has been going on since the days of the old Charles and Diana saga. It's a destructive and dangerous game, but it's a game Harry and Meghan have never participated in. I think we all know Meghan wasn't welcomed by the family with open arms as many had first thought and clearly wasn't protected as the first modern biracial member of the royal family. If the royals were encouraged to put their differences aside and come together as a family, a lot of this crisis would die down. The family divisions and lack of full family support behind the Sussexes have created a crisis behind palace gates and within the press like no other. Here's my favorite line, Roberta. The Windsor seriously need an Olivia Pope from the TV show Scandal to help them stop the crisis. Happy (laughs) holidays, Claudius. I loved this, you know, fix. (laughs) Let's hire Kerry Washington. Well, we know the palace communications team has kind of muddied the waters a bit with this. So, I mean, a bit. That's an understatement of the century. So, yeah, I mean, they need someone else. I'm optimistic for 2022 that they'll continue to learn, but I just at the or not continue. I feel like start to learn, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. I don't know how they fix this mess. And I think that that's the question on everyone's mind is just like we need some visibility on how they are improving everything. Overhauling. Um, I did want to also mention, though, that in relation to this documentary, The Princes in the Press, did you see that – so it has received over a 1,000 complaints um, from loyal royal fans saying that it's disrespectful to the royal family. So the BBC has um, – That's not that many. It's not when that many. About, no, like, when you think about – Pierce Morgan getting like exactly. 100,000. I definitely <laughs> think that that is an important context. But there was a big story about it in The Telegraph about the number of complaints. But the complaints did become a tipping point for them to – 
delay a podcast. Did you know about this podcast that was in the works about... Mm, I had no idea. No. So there's a podcast that the BBC produced called Harry, Meghan, and the Media. And it's supposed to be about sexism, racism, and strategic leaks. And it was set to debut the same day that the second episode of Princes in the Press aired. And they have delayed it because of the complaints. So even though there weren't a lot of complaints, it was a tipping point for the BBC to put it on hold. I think eventually it's supposed to air. Like they're not saying it's done. Is Amal Rajan a host of the podcast as well? Or I don't know. There wasn't that level of detail in the article. Okay, we got to look into that, but we'll have to have the I know it's I think it's using um, I think it is using the 80 hours of interviews that they did for that show. So they probably just had a lot that ended up on the cutting room floor. So Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. I thought that um, documentary was very enlightening. So I would love to hear the podcast, companion podcast to it. But okay, moving on. Thank you, Claudius. That was a great letter. This week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. We're flashing back to nearly 60, over 60 years ago, December 16th, 1955. The Queen opens London Airport Terminal. So this is three years after her father's death. 29-year-old Her Majesty arrived by car with the Duke of Edinburgh wearing an Air Force blue coat, gray hat, and diamond brooch in the shape of the British Airways Speedbird emblem. The daughter of the Minister of Transport gave her flowers when she arrived that had been flown in by four Commonwealth Airlines from all over the world, which (laughs) would not happen today with the use of that kind of fuel. And (laughs) the carbon (laughs) offsets would have been too much to handle, but I did like that little clip. So this is a a soundbite from the newscast where the queen is giving a speech about this state-of-the-art terminal. And imagine, you know, in 1955, what, you know, it was 1,000 passengers a year maybe flying. Mm-hmm. So, And I don't know, that that number is completely pulled out of thin air. But, but it was just not what we know today. And so this is really, really groundbreaking. It's a big and then moment. She, gives a, she gives a surprise reveal about the name of the terminal at the end. So here's that. This airport, standing on the edge of the old world, and looking towards the new is now a key point in the complex network of international air traffic. It gives me great pleasure to inaugurate this terminal and to name this building in which we are now standing, Queen's Building. <gasps> the Queen's Building. Wow, and, drum roll. <laughs> and she's she's the age I am now giving that speech. That's what like really freaks me out because I just think she's, I mean, she's young and she's queen and she's been queen for three years already. It's just, I don't know. So London airport, as we know, has been renamed Heathrow. It's one of the world's busiest airports, 76 million passengers now uh, in 2016, but even more so now, I'm sure. Although with COVID probably maybe uh, scaled back some. Yeah. But you know, she went back, uh, she's been back a bunch of times to Heathrow, but in 2014 to rechristen and wore a similar color blue as that coat dress that she wore that day to rechristen the new terminal. So I thought that was a really neat through line for 60 years later to have kind of that sartorial slideshow moment. Yeah. I love also that it wasn't that long after, like, I guess it was a couple decades later that she also opened the tube that connected Heathrow to London. Mm. So you could take that line too. I feel like a lot of, um, transportation moments for the queen. (laughs) That's why we brought this up today, because I think, you know, we're all thinking about holiday travel and especially with the new variant, what that that looks like and what our holiday plans look like. So do you have any travel plans? So as of right now, we are going to Massachusetts. We are going to have everyone kind of do a 
test, I guess, ahead of hanging out. I think tests are such a great solution in a lot of ways. I know they're mm-hmm. just a moment in time, but um, but it's a small group. It's it's still a small group, but I believe my aunts will be joining, which I'm very excited about. And Finn is just like, he, I think this is the first year that he kind of understands Christmas, but he has a list of what he wants from Santa and there are only two items on it. Oh, that's <laughs> that's so sweet. He, what are they? Can so he wants um, a space book, a book about space that makes sound. So he calls it a space push button book, which we actually can't find anywhere. There's only one that's out of print. And then Whoa, um, if anyone's listening knows it was space push button, <laughs> space book, push button book. And then what a, would the sounds be like? Are there sounds? I don't know. Space? That's I think why there's probably not a lot of space push button books. And then he also wants um, like a little puffer fish figurine. So very low stakes for Aww. us this year, which we do have that. So anyways, how about you? What are you doing? What are your well, you, we know you're going to Florida. Yeah, I'm going to Florida. And I was lucky enough to get a couple of rapid tests at the local CVS. Yeah, so that are makes a me feel hard better. thing to find. Yeah, and they're like twenty dollars, but I think there's are they're gonna get reimbursed or something. Yeah, too? I think like insurance. Your insurance yeah. You're gonna be able to cover it. So that does make you feel better. And like you said, that is just one day, but at least it does give you kind of a peace of mind for a little mm-hmm. bit. So peace of mind around, is really huge this time of yeah, year. Yeah, and around the newborn too. Like I just wanna be extra cautious. So definitely but it's it's crazy because it's been so busy at the airport too. Like it doesn't seem to slow down. If anything, it's just like normal holiday traffic. Yeah. So, One thing I have been flying back. I was gonna say is how wild it is that a year ago from this time we didn't have the vaccine. Like it's amazing. Mm. It's hard going back into this time of year, but it is wild that at this time last year we were in a completely different stage. I know that the new variant is complicating a lot of things, but but I'm boosted too. I'm boosted Not as only well. The vac- the yeah. Vaccine, but I, I'm at leveled up. Check that off. So, I know. I yeah. love saying boosted. All right. Should we move on? <laughs> the Christmas concert. This was a moment, Roberta. I thought it was the festive joy that we have been missing from yeah. our lives at the Royals. Um, it was very exciting to see Kate host this event at Westminster Abbey, which I feel like they're just probably like, yo, Westminster, what's up? Like, they just have spent so many events there. Obviously, their wedding and all those things. They must feel such I a level of comfort. This- and this came together so quickly and for such a big venue, like to have – like I even like was looking at the pictures, the details e- left on each seat, like a little envelope and like a, uh, the program and stuff. It's like this is – the team that pulled this off is really The reindeer incredible. at the entrance? Like come yeah, on. That detail. Yeah. Like this is full-blown holiday. I mean <laughs> the thing that was I think the most delightful for royal watchers was the many, many faces that showed up to support mm. Kate. So you had Beatrice. You had Edo. Eugenie, Pippa, James, and Alize. Roberta's like, ding, I my love babe. seeing them. Um, and then she was wearing that burgundy houndstooth suit, which was beautiful mm-hmm. from my favorite brand, Saison. Um, Michael and Carol were there. Sophie, Zara, Mike. Like, I just feel like it was a real turnout from the fam, which was, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw any of the, you know, the royal family account always has footage that's no audio, but just of these events if you go on mm-hmm. YouTube. And I sort of thought it was, cool to just see Kate's reaction to the or interactions with the family like whether it was Mike and Zara and like the little hugs and I felt like it just I loved those parts yeah it just had that sort of vibe of just like you know when you're at an event and then you're you're at a work event and your family shows up and you're like ah 
like you just get so excited. Mm -hmm. And I think that there was a lot of that energy, but um, she really pulled it off. I was so surprised at how many people showed up for this that are in their inner circle. But also we just haven't seen that in so long. If you think about when's the last time is maybe Philip's funeral, but then the Middletons, I don't think no, because it was so pared there. down. It was so scaled back. And then the last time before that was Megan and Harry's wedding, I would think, with every one of those people there. So it just was so fun to see all of the fashion from them. And I just – Yes, yeah. the coats. Like, I think I mm-hmm. want to talk so much about um, – we want to talk about Kate's look, but also just the fact that um, Pippa and Beatrice wore coats from the same brand. What did you think about that? I guess – That means I have to buy it. I know. Now, it's from I the guess. fold. I want to mention the brand. But yeah, I think – like, was that – accidental coordination like they didn't mean to do that probably but I thought that was kind of funny um you know I just I think oh and I do want to say that this event before we get into the fashion was to celebrate the heroes of the pandemic and I think that that's Mm. such a great thing that William and Kate continue to do there were 1200 people at the event too which is a lot and a lot of like special faces to them like there was Mila who she'd met before and a little boy that they had also met so I thought that was really sweet to kind of include all those people I think the quote from Mila's mom was like we're just an ordinary family and to get invited to a royal Christmas carol concert is like the highlight of their year. So like that just felt so sweet. Well, and it does sound from reading those interviews too, like, and this is a huge credit to Kate and William is the fact that you get those interviews with the people that attend um, saying how genuine they feel the interactions are. And I think that that's such a powerful thing to feel that attention from someone so huge. Like, I think it really does mm-hmm. matter. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, credit to them. But Kate's outfit, let's talk about that. The Catherine Walker coat, which was the exact outfit in a different color that she wore to Prince Philip's funeral. What was mm-hmm. your reaction to that, Roberta? I I mean, I think a lot of people touched on this online and on social media that it just is a powerful way to remind everyone without saying a word that this year has also been quite hard. And it's been very hard on the queen and the royal family. They lost Prince Philip, a dear loved one. And so, I mean, people all over the world have lost their loved ones. And, you know, COVID is still very much a thing. And so I think that was kind of a nice way to pay tribute to that without having to say it. Um, And I liked the big bow. I love that look. Yeah ass bows. Let's put an explicit <laughs> on this episode. Kate, red is a power color for Kate as well. Like, it is. I feel like she, all the red looks that she's recently had, it just like she. Well, do you remember whole, uh, Hold Still? She wore a yes. floor length red coat too with that tiny little cute brown bag. Like she, And then the red turtleneck and the red pleated skirt. There's that so was for, many yeah. good red looks. So, yes. And she yeah. had earrings that were on loan from the queen. I just feel like mm-hmm. it just, yeah. It was, it was the queen mother's earrings. Oh, they were the queen yeah. mother's earrings? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But from, yeah, from the royal collection. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. But I think in general, it was just a really festive event. It airs on Christmas Eve on ITV, not the BBC, last minute switch, as we all are aware of. <laughs> it's called Royal Carols we, Together at Christmas. Will we be able to watch it? I think you're going to need a VPN again, right? I think it's the same for ITV. We got to solve this. This should be our resolution for 2022. Like, how do we do we Brit need to Box? get BritBox or some account, yeah, cable we'll subscription? To, Maybe we need to figure right. that out. Well, I do have my VPN subscription for the whole month. So oh, you I are in luck one then. Month. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, so I'll, I'll send it over to you. So I, I can, yeah. We'll a couple of out. quick questions I did want to ask about the event, though. Did Kate sing first and foremost? Where? I really hope so. If she didn't sing a carol, she at least sang along to Ellie Golding, right? Yes. Leona Lewis was there too. Oh my gosh. Um, 
where were Charles and Camilla? Do we have any intel on that? Well, I mean, it was their absence was notable. There was also Prince Edward wasn't there. Jack Brooksbank wasn't there. James Matthews. So some of the husbands mm-hmm. didn't show up. The queen, obviously, a mm-hmm. huge absence. So I think, I mean, there were a lot of people, but there were also a lot of people missing that I was I was wondering, like, where's Jack Brooksbank that he can't come to this mm-hmm. carol concert? Maybe I don't they know. couldn't get childcare. Yeah, true. <laughs> James kidding. Matthews too. That's that's a good point. Although no, <laughs> they can have, you're, have you're, some resources yeah. in that department, but maybe the babysitter canceled. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, my last question: Did Alize have a good time? I feel like this was her first kind of big event, right, for the royals, like public, and also to to. A big event, but to not blend in in what she, she wore, like it. wearing a suit and standing out among a sea of dresses and coats. I think that she is such a little rebel in her own way, and I love that. Like her hair is kind of just down and is just natural and very natural makeup. And did you see the face James made when Kate walked by? It Only was like, because you sent it to me. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I forgot picture. I sent it to you. <laughs> I, I forgot love that about you. But so it's much. like classic little brother like scrunching up his nose at her and like making a mean face and she's laughing at all of her family being there that must feel so good to have their support and I think William too feels their support in yeah, a lot of ways I think like, that the power of the Middleton clan close. is actually yeah. just like a really um like a rock when they need it so mm-hmm. anyways cool The Cambridge's Christmas card was released as well as Prince Charles and Camilla. We're going to talk about the Cambridge's first. So I'm pulling the it setting. Up. I need a visual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pull it up. Let me open mine. I need to like just have it on my screen as we discuss. Right. As I'm talking about it. Okay. So the setting. Petra Jordan, where Kate lived for two years when she was two, while Michael Middleton worked for British Airways. Not very Christmassy on first glance, no. except we know Jordan is a major holy site for Christianity in that it is in you know, the area of the Holy Land, the River Jordan, John the Baptist, Moses. There's also a little hint of red in the camel saddles that the kids are sitting Mm -hmm. on, which I figured out that's what those are. So when was this taken? Because it's obviously a a vacation, a private family vacation. Yeah, that we had no knowledge of. Yeah. No. And so there were two months in the summer where we didn't get a glimpse of Kate at all. But I think we did see William. So that rules that out because I also think they don't look tan enough for it to be summer Mm. like the kids don't look super sun-kissed so there was that October trip where they were papped at the airport paparazzi caught them on camera do you remember that little shot of them oh yes yes and they all had backpacks and stuff so I think it must have been that which was October and October is actually when restrictions loosened for international travel for England fascinating there were October 4th there were no more PCR tests required pre-departure or upon the return Mm -hmm. so and I think actually now is it's just recently gotten back to Amber level, which is their mm-hmm. more moderate COVID level. Uh, but we had William in shorts, which is a there big are a deal. lot of knees in this photo. <laughs> There's a lot. Let's count the knees. There's a <laughs> lot. I mean, William never wears shorts, though, right? Except for sporty things. So he's this was pretty big because dad's wearing khakis and I think that is a big deal he's also sitting on a gold chair which what do is we very think kingly. of this gold ball like let's call it what it is it's just a little like it feels like precarious like it's very very um but don't you kind of want one in the oh yeah of course I want to do it I want a podcast from one going forward I think that it's it like looks- a gold 
disco ball. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Is it a real seat? It looks like it has a pad. Oh, it does on look it. like it has a pad. Yeah. So, and then the kids. I mean, we have to talk about the kids. So there is this kind of color of clothing difference. So there's Louis and Charlotte in blue, and then Kate, William, and George in a cargo-y green, military-ish green. Um, the reactions are that Charlotte looks like Queen Elizabeth, a young Queen Elizabeth, which we will get into in a little bit. Yeah. But also, I just think, look at William and her. That face that they're making is, I mean, she is William, yeah, right? Yeah, she is. She, the eyebrows, the eyes, But then I get everything. torn because I'm like, also, I see those pictures where they're com- she is compared to Michael and Carol and like the Middleton lineup. Or I guess actually those mm. more, that's more Louis. Sorry, that's Louis, more Louis, Louis is compared. Is, I Louis mean, is Louis, Kate. His eyes and yes. eyebrows are Kate to a I retract T. that statement. It's Louis okay. that's the retract. Middleton. Strike it from the yeah. record. Okay. Charlotte is William. Uh, we also have Charlotte in her little nap dress lookalike, which I thought was really sweet from Mango. George is so grown up. I mean, I he's also off to the side like he's an independent guy now. Yeah. Like he looks like almost a teenager, which is He wild. definitely took instruction for the photo card, whereas the other probably required some wrangling, at least Louis. And like, I feel like they just look so radiant. Yeah, they do. They're glowing. Kate's hair. This is, this is what's <laughs> weird, though, is that like some stories were saying that they got some backlash for this, which yeah. what I mostly saw was a lot of praise about this card and how – how happy they look and how sweet it is. But it was labeled as insensitive by some for a tough year of travel and COVID and restrictions. I think so. that was just my gut reaction to me when I first saw it was just like you start to really question the travel patterns with the restrictions. But I think that like your math kind of makes sense with what the timeline mm-hmm. likely was. But I think that it is um, – that was my big like – it's just because we're all like COVID, travel, wait, when did this happen? And we didn't know about the trip. But I think – I tr- I don't know. I want to the trust. animal fur too. That that was a little weird. But Which one? I did want to. There, there's like the animal fur rug. Oh yeah. Oh, just like mm, Peta is gonna come after you. Yeah. So Matt Porty has snapped this photo, and he's taken Christmas cards past of the Cambridges. Mm-hmm. So he must have traveled with them, right? And it's but it's such a for him to have taken that, which is in front of the like firewood pile and then for this it's such a big difference which is is really nice and it shows just a range and I do want to pull out tips because if anyone hasn't taken a Christmas card yet I Mm. think that this is ripe with tips for what you should do for your next staged photo because I need to hear so click that link that I have right there all right I'm doing it look at the the kind of range you get a full range so you have Kate with the open mouth William with all of his teeth George with just the top row Louis a little bit more subdued smile and Charlotte with a closed mouth that is the way to go because if you think about it in family photos you all have the same plastered smile on but you're letting personality shine through you have to go for a range of faces it is true it's like very natural and very um organic to who each kid in adult is. Yeah, that and then also the different heights that they're sitting at makes it feel a little more organic. There's also the different color groupings. Like you don't have to be all matchy matchy. No. Yeah. All right. Clarence House Christmas cards. We know it was taken by Samir Hussein at the Royal Ascot. What is your what was your first reaction to this? So my first reaction actually was quite a lot of joy at this because I really like that it nods to the pandemic. I like that it's a candid moment. I like that it's a little bit more um just like off, it's not off duty. Obviously, they were on duty at the Royal Ascot, but I feel like it's just, it's that sort of um, 
just moment of realness that we're all kind of experiencing. Like that kind of does define the year. Like me saying to Matt, do you have a mask? And let me like, is it on correctly? And just the adjustments Mm -hmm. of all of that. So I thought that that was kind of a great moment. Yeah, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. I really have nothing else to say (laughs) other than that. I mean, it's like there are new restrictions requiring people in England to wear masks on public transport and shops and indoor public spaces now. So this is, you know, great timing as a re-reminder. Um, I mean, I think also Camilla in this image too, like her, she's front and center. Charles is like lovingly reaching out to help her with the mask. I think it's really important in the body language, ugh, roll my eyes, body language experts. But I do think that there is something to be said for that, their closeness and how, you know, she's going to be queen consort one day and their love affair and then marriage is going strong. Mm -hmm. So I did see some criticism being like the lack of eye contact made it seem like it was a little like not the best picture or something. But I was like, I think that that's a stretch. I think it was just a little bit of a like a true acknowledgement of the year that we've all had. And I I liked that. And did we mention Samir Hussein? You probably said that, but he was the photographer. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. And that. um, So credit to him because I love his photos. And and it is such a good I mean, it's it's a good marker of a year that is so, so defined by the, a global pandemic and to ignore that and kind of, you know, be on a private vacation. I can see how the contrast would be striking, but I loved the Cambridge's card and I love this card. So you can do both. And then, you know, Christmas cards always think make me think of the other members of the royal family, like the Sussexes. Are we going to see Lily for the first time? You, I mean, she's six months old at this point. How are they going to spend Christmas? There was this interesting story in Us Weekly about Lilibet and how baby Lily and how much she has grown up. And also that Meghan and Harry generally, this is a source, a close source told us weekly, Meghan and Harry generally feel so fortunate to be in the position they're in today. They don't take anything for granted and are planning to do something to help others over the holidays to give back. So I had to look up because this seems like a kind of a theme for them. So on Easter, they did that project Angel Food delivering the meals. Diana's death, the 23rd anniversary of that, they visited the LA preschool. So Mm -hmm. they do have kind of this history of doing things on holidays. So I wonder if we'll see them out and about in California on Christmas. Yeah, totally. Exciting. Oh, I feel in the spirit a little bit more. Don't you? Oh, like- <laughs> I wish I had done Christmas cards. I'm kind of mad at myself. You know what? You can always send a New Year's card. And do you know what? You also do not have to do anything because we all just need to forgive ourselves and just let ourselves be what we want to be right now. We're dealing with so much. I know. And maybe, you know? A, maybe a, a virtual card. Like oh, a, I love a virtual card. There's like so many great options. Post. Yeah. Yeah. I just Salt remember your poetry <laughs> from previous years. And I, I love the your way with words. So. <laughs> Feel free I'm to send me a separate one. So embarrassed. Just write me a poem. Oh, also do a poem. Just write me a I poem, will. Roberta. A Christmas please. Poem. I love poetry. All right. Before we adjourn the royal pod, here are our highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low is this update that Prince Andrew's lawyer argues Virginia Jufri was old enough to consent under New York law. That's the answer to her case that they formally submitted. What's gross to me, so the New York law is the New York Child Victims Act legislation says that anyone under the age of 18 is a minor, but... In New York, the age of consent is actually 17 or was 17 when this happened. And so Andrew's 
lawyers are arguing that because Virginia was over 17, but under 18, that this doesn't apply to her because in that state at the time, the age of a minor was 17. But the whole thing is so gross because it's like you're arguing against this little detail about age when you're not even shutting down the fact that any of this really happened, right? Well, that's what it feels like is like it's all of the arguments always end up feeling like it's somehow this like veiled acknowledgement that it did happen. So it's a very complicated. I just that's it makes me feel so gross because it's like, well, she was actually old enough. It's like that's what you're going with for your for your case is that she oh gosh there's a great episode of the daily that everyone should listen to from last week that just kind of outlines the Gillian Maxwell trial it's not Mm. so much about Prince Andrew but it's just really the magnitude of what is being what is on trial in the you know what the scope of all this is and what it means especially with Jeffrey Epstein not being alive so yeah it's fascinating. My low is that Spencer didn't get a nod for best picture, not only by the Golden Globes, which are a little bit, um, I hate the word canceled, but kind of, they're in trouble this year, um, or the Critics' Choice Awards, which are now the placeholder award ceremony to watch on January 9th. But Kristen Stewart got a got a nomination, but but I'm just shocked that Spencer didn't get a Best Picture because I think it deserved it. I'm surprised that there weren't more supporting actors or actresses like Sally Hawkins. I thought did a great job, mm-hmm. although she wasn't in it that much. But yeah, there were other people in Spencer that I thought should have. But Kristen Stewart at least yeah did. And I think I mean I think this is pretty much a big predictor for the Oscars, right? Or this even just it. like best. Would it be cinematography or something like just the true mm-hmm. art direct like the best costumes like I just would have thought it would get some more some more credit but anyways I'm, there's well, clearly so the, many movies I need to see I was though. gonna say looking at that list I have my my theater going cut out for me for the end of the year because Belfast is I like just watched Belfast this past weekend oh you did it's How phenomenal was and also really? if you love Van Morrison Van Morrison is like every single song and now I'm listening to Van Morrison all the oh, time I love Van Morrison oh Speaking of movies, my high is this. Yeah, speaking of movies, New Princess Diana documentary coming to Sundance January 20th. It's called The Princess. It's by Ed Perkins, who is an Oscar nominated director. The description is told exclusively through contemporaneous archive, creating a bold and immersive narrative of her life and death, turning the camera back on ourselves. It also illuminates the profound impact she had and public perception of the monarchy shaped by these events today wow i can't wait to watch it and any i i just felt like after spencer and before we have a long time till the next season of the crown we need things to look forward to in the pop culture world yeah so this is my high is that there's a new princess dance very exciting my high is just as you kind of touched on in the christmas card conversation charlotte's royal doppelgangers because yes she looks a lot like the queen but if you look at some of the there's a lot of articles right now there's a link there you want to check it out roberta but showing comparisons to other baby pics at that same age that charlotte is kitty spencer is also a really close oh yeah like wow that's charlotte and also prince william i mean as we said it's like Whoa. They just, they really look at Kitty those Spencer age. looks, I thought that was I mean, she's on a Charlotte. horse in that picture too, yeah. so it kind of underscores Charlotte's and interest. And Lady Sarah Chato. Yes. But it's a fun rabbit hole to go down, so I highly, oh I highly recommend. Gosh. That's really fun. All right, just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. Five stars. Five stars. We Merry Christmas rating. gift to us. 
Yes, and reviews so, so much. And we've gotten some really delightful ones. So please keep leaving those. We would appreciate it so, so much. Reminders to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Email us info at gallerypodcast.com. Rachel, we're going to get through these next two weeks. We'll be good. Yes. Some rest is ahead, which is great. Yeah. Till next week. God save the pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.